Can guys and girls be best friends? It's a good question and one that we've been wanting to have an answer to. Welcome to Friends on Hand, the podcast where we explore the fine art of friendship. I'm Nancy Hand, social confidence coach, and today I'm joined by best friends who have done just that. Morgan Stores and Kristen Candler have been besties since their teens, and now they're both married with families, and their friendship has not only stood the test of time, but grows deeper as years pass. Morgan opens doors for people. His business revolves around commercial door distribution. He and his wife, Callie, are avid live music aficionados, which is how we met almost two years ago. Kristen is a stay-at-home mom with a passion for tattoos and a husband who looks just a lot like um, Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) And we met at a Christmas party this past year, and I liked you immediately, despite all the things that Morgan had said about you. Oh, goodness. That's a joke. He talked about so much, and I'm just really pleased to have you both here. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. So this is a really cool relationship, and I could tell um, from the way Morgan described you um, just in conversation, talking about his best friend, that you were very special. And I would just love to hear a little bit about how you all met. How did this relationship start? Um, you, you want to go, Morgan, or you want me to? Yeah, I'll take it. Um, okay. So Kristen was dating, uh, not Kristen. Kristen actually did date one of my best friends when we were in school. So me and Kristen knew who each other were through him, but we'd never met each other through him. Um, Kristen's best friend was dating another one of my buddies. And I rode out to her house. She was having a party or whatever. And Kristen walked up to me, saw me sitting at the table, walked up to me and was like, Hey, you're Morgan, right? Well, yeah, you're Kristen. What's up? You know, and we just, we've just been friends ever since. It was right. And it just clicked. Um, there was never anything hard about it. Um, and I think us having dated each other's friends, we knew a lot about, you know, a lot more about one, one another than people would normally know without actually being friends with the person. So I think that I think that helped us a lot as far as growing our relationship. We really had that impact from the other people that knew one another. And I think that really helped us um, start a really, really good friendship. Yeah, I agree. So how has that how has that sat with your significant others over the years? Um Prentice has always been cool with it. To be honest, he, Prentice came after Morgan and I made it very clear at the very beginning with my husband, Morgan is my best friend. I've never had anyone tell me I can't be his best friend and we're not going to start that now. Um, And he was always very open to it. He always let Morgan come over and hang out. Um, They never had any issues. And you would think, you know, 18, 19 year olds, that were exes would not be okay with significant others, but we never, I never had an issue on my end. I don't, I don't know if Morgan ever did. (laughs) Well, you know, um, with some of my minor relationships, I mean, Kristen, Kristen got married, uh, not too terribly long can consider in the grand scheme of how long we've known each other. Um, right. And, um, you know, I, I, I dated a lot and everything like that. And my, my less serious ones, you know, I had a couple of them, you know, get all sassy about it. I'm like, uh, okay, that's cool. Well, she'll, she'll be here in, in five years. You won't. So, you know, you can get over it or we can just end this now. And, uh, you know, uh, like I, I had one, uh, ex that 
at first she had a problem with it until I told her, I was like, hey, well, you can accept this or you can leave. And she decided to get to know Kristen. They actually became, you know, halfway okay friends. And uh, then I, I met Callie and, you know, Kristen was one of the first people I, I told Callie about. And, and uh, you know, I explained the deal to her and she was like, okay, that's fine. If you're, you know, if you're friends with her, that's great. So she was very understanding. I think that, I think that helps a lot that we both have very understanding spouses. And, Callie you know, has always been wonderful to me. She's never been that jealous person that just didn't like me because I was a female. And that's something that I greatly appreciate because that happens. Yeah. And, or, yeah. and also she believed me when I told her, I was like, she's just really, I'm, I'm, I love this girl, but she's just a friend. She, she always will be, you know? And right. uh, that, that was just a trust between me and Callie, you know? And, Callie's also, she has guy friends as well. She had guy friends before I met her. Uh, you know, I think Brennis has, has, uh, women friends yeah. as well. You know, it's His just best a friend is a female. Yeah. So, I mean, you just gotta, cool. you know, if, if you don't trust your spouse, then I guess maybe there, that's the problem. You know, it's yeah. not necessarily that you have a, a, a friend of the opposite sex is that your spouse doesn't trust you, you know? Fair. <laughs> I love that. And, and, and that's right on. So uh, as, as a unique relationship, I have to say, what is the, what's the coolest thing you've ever done for each other? Do you think? Oh man, I, I, I would have to say, and you know, I don't know if people would say this is like the coolest thing, but it's the most important thing to me is that Morgan saw me at my lowest of lows, like really horrible times in my life. And there was not a minute he did not miss a beat with being there for me. Um, I mean, just from times, you know, when I was younger, showing up at his house, just crying my eyes out, like not knowing what to do. And he's just, he's that friend that's like, come in, sit down. We're going to talk about it. Everything's going to be okay. And for me, that's probably been something that's kept us incredibly close because I don't have any fear of rejection or judgment from Morgan at all. Yeah. And you know, with me, it's just, Kristen's, you know, she's talking about lows and highs and all that, but to me, she's just always been the same person. I think that counts for a whole lot. You know, I can pick up the phone and maybe she's having a bad day or whatever, but she'll, I can pick up the phone and call her and she'll still take time to talk to me no matter what, you know? So I, I think just the, the consistency that she's always, she's always had in her life. That's, that's, that's huge, you know? And that actually, you just touched on something I interviewed one of my best friends and he, his name is Micah. And, um, that was one of the things that I brought up the cool thing he does is he shows up. And when I say he shows up, he's there for everything, you know, traveled all night long to get to our wedding kind of thing. He and that is so memory. important. And it's, it's that presence and he's busy, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's to be able to make that time. So, um, I do think that it's really important to go into things kind of with the idea that it's a long haul. Mm -hmm. Was that how you all approached this or did it just turn out that way? You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I'll go into any new um, friendship or whatever, just fostering a, a, a friendship with someone. You have to expect that, Hey, mm. I'm giving this person my time and that's not going to change, you know? Uh, yeah. Ah, well on that front, because you and I have talked about this. Um, I'll preface this with one question, but for both of you, nature or nurture, did you pop out um, able to make friends easily or is this something you've learned how to do over time? 
And do you feel like you are um, good at making friends? I think that's definitely a nurture thing. Um, I think you pick that up from everything that you're surrounded by. Uh, I've never had an issue making friends. Um, I've always been very outspoken and very, I'm just like a social butterfly. I worked retail, so I really was always in somebody's face telling them something that they need to do or buy or whatever. Um, But I really think that it's how we are raised and what environment we're raised in that really has a long, like a really big impact on how we make friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree. Um, but I, I think it, I'll, I'll touch, I'll say that I think it's both, you know, um, yeah. you know, some of it's just inherent. Um, you know, you can just have a personality like my son, he's got this amazing personality. He's, you know, but he's had it since he was a kid <laughs> and that's not something we were able to teach him. He just, he just had it, you know? And, um, but also the nurture thing as well, you know, I wouldn't be able to, make as good of friends with people if I wasn't taught certain things by my parents, uh, you know, how to read people and, and just, just whatnot. And uh, so I, I think it's a little bit of both. You all, you all have a, a, a robust and wide friend group and that and I have noticed Perseus is there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, he certainly is definitely picking something up from, from that experience. Um, He'll, he'll be probably more social than you and Callie put together. Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> so on that front, you mentioned that, that you all had had that, that experience of um, knowing about each other before you met. And Morgan, you and I have talked about, there's, a I think, a misconception that people who are generally friendly and make friends easily are not as selective. And we talked about that one time because I think it. I, I think that that's wrong. I've found that my extroverted friends are highly selective. Yeah, I agree. How do you know? And this, yeah, this is for both of you. How do you know um, who to approach or um, who is who's worth your time? You know, it's just it's just something that it's this it's this sense that we have. Maybe we haven't have it. Maybe it's a seventh sense or a sixth sense. I don't know, but. It's just like something will just like tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, that's a cool person. You should go talk to them. And I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it. Just like when, when me and Callie met you and Will and, uh, <laughs> you know, you like, you like spilled a beer on us because you were taking a picture. And, mm-hmm. and I could have just been aggravated and be like, oh, God, you know. But I was like, these people actually seem pretty cool, you know. No big deal, but, you know. Dorks. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely be, you know, we'll definitely talk to you. And, and, uh, but I, I think that's just it, you know. It's just you got to be selective um, because if you're not selective, eventually you're just going to make friends with, you know, bad people. You hang around turds, you're going to get stink on you, you know. And, yeah. I think it's just this in, in, in built-in sense that you have that, that lets you kind of distinguish. But you can also, you know, you can use your own senses and read people to know, hey, I probably shouldn't go up to that person. They look like they're mad or something like well, that. Well, but we, people put on vibes, you, you know? Yes, there you go. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking for that. But uh, if you're in a, a room full or you walk into a room full of people, what, what's going to attract you to someone and what's going to repel you from someone? 
Um, I would probably say how they are, like their body language. Body language is a big, big thing for me. Like if somebody is standing with their arms crossed and resting bitch face, I'm not going (laughs) to approach them at all. Um, But, and that's, I see that in myself too. I find myself wanting to be that person that I would approach so that Mm -hmm. I always try to be like open with my gestures. And when I'm talking to people, I make eye contact. And I think those really simple things of just not having your arms folded and staring at the ground, that makes a whole lot of a difference for me of who I'm going to approach or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, you, you look at someone and like Krista said, they got their arms folded or, you know, it just looked like they're not having a good time. I'm not going to talk to them, you know, no. why? Um, but then again, if you look at someone and they're, you know, like Krista said, her arms are open and they're talking and they're engaging with people, you think, oh, maybe that's a fun person to talk to. Let me go introduce yeah. myself. You know? That's what it, you think that's a fun person to talk to. And that's who I want to talk to is whoever's being funny. I love to laugh. So I want mm-hmm. somebody that's going to be put, I mean, it's basically putting on a show because that's what I'm, I'm like that too. Yeah. I, I usually will gravitate toward, um, toward the lively group and every, every crowd of people, there's, there, there's a little cluster of people cutting up and laughing. I will beeline for them. Yes. Those are my people. Me too. (laughs) And I even tell my, my introverted friends when you, if you want to meet somebody, go and just orbit around that group because they'll suck you in because extroverts really do like an audience sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you'll, you'll be with the right people because they'll know everybody. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's why I love being Morgan's friend even more so now that we live in different places because I have met some of my closest girlfriends now through him and Callie. And it's, I know that they're good people because I know Morgan is good people. Yeah, we have an awesome that, friends group. I mean, honestly, yeah, you, you, you can have all, all 25,000 of us on this podcast because we're all friends with each other, you know? I know. And I've, I mean, that, of course, I didn't. Well, I think the first introduction into your friend circle was the Christmas party. Maybe uh-huh. I don't know. No, maybe not. But no, we we had we had you. Yeah, we had. I'd met I'd met some other people before then, like Brad, but um, and Julie, but like, it is, it's a big group and it's a really good group. It really and is. And it it's it's kind of astounding. Um, we, we all you watch all out it's like a family. Mm-hmm. And. I think that's really, really cool. And it, that is, I think, a part of, of you being selective. Yes, it is. And I'm not, I'm so not gonna, here's, I don't want to let just anybody uh, come around my friends and, and detriment anything that I already have with, with the people I care about, you know? Well, let me ask you this. What's it like when you introduce new people into your groups? I just have to tell them their name and, and then just let them go. It's like, hey, everybody, this is Nancy. She makes sourdough, and and they'll they'll do the rest of the work for me. (laughs) Well, have you you ever had somebody not fit? No. Oh, sorry. But even the people that didn't fit, we were still very nice and polite to. Yeah. Like, we've had people that didn't fit because, you know, like, we get to talking to them, and we're hanging out, we're having a great time with them, and then we... We hear him say some messed up stuff. We're like, "Oh, okay, man, we want to invite <laughs> oh. that back over," but we'll still be nice until they leave, you know? Yeah, <laughs> they just don't get invited back. That's that's the kicker. 
we'll we'll let you hang out one time, but if you say something crazy, that your chance is over. You're gone. That's fair. That's a good shake. That is a I think a very fair shake. And we are forgiven, you know, if you're hanging out with us and you get drunk, you just say something stupid or do something embarrassing. No big deal. But yeah. if you show that I, you're I, actually I, a bad person, yeah, no, no, we're, we're not going to have you back around. Sorry. <laughs> I, think, I think you you actually met us because we were embarrassing. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that said, so you all, how do you keep in touch, the two of you, on a regular basis? How often? Oh, we text probably five times a week and we talk on the phone, I would say at least every two weeks. I mean, we're pretty good about keeping in touch with one another. And even if it's not directly talking to Morgan, I'm texting with Callie. Callie and I are in a group on um, Instagram. And so we talk almost every single day. Nice. Um, We also keep track social media and stuff like that. Social media helps a lot. It helps a lot. Because, I mean, there's been times where me and Kristen didn't, didn't speak to each other on the phone for like three or four months. Yeah. And we were just busy with our lives, but it, we knew still, like, hey, she still loves me. She's busy. I'm busy. We're both busy. You know, it is what it is. Right. But social media kind of helps bridge that gap when that does happen, you know. Well, and I, I lived in Cincinnati for four years, and we had, that was when I moved to Cincinnati and you moved to Memphis, we both left where we were around the same times, and we were never home at the same time, and we still managed to have a friendship that was unbreakable to anything. I, I mean, anybody that I met in Cincinnati, my best friend Morgan, my best friend Morgan, my best friend Morgan, I like, you You just never let that go even in a new place. And I, we didn't see each other for a really long time. Um, it still was, I could pick up the phone and we, if we hadn't spoken for four months, I could pick up the phone and it would still be like, we just talked yesterday. There's never a time gap with us. So we are, we are recording this in the middle of um, a great pandemic and mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just going to throw that in there. Hey, there's a pandemic now. Um, uh, question for both of you: how has how has the the change in um, the change in our circumstances socially affected the way you communicate with your friend groups and with each other? I know I talk to them all more. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I want to see them, but I I give them a call more than I did before because I yep. can't go see them. You know. It, it's there's no substitute for being face to face with the person and hanging out with them for for four hours. But, you know, you can still call the person, talk to them for 30, 45 minutes or whatever. And, and you kind of get that fix, you know, like I miss this person. Let me, let me call them. So I, I've been calling everybody more. Yeah, um, I've actually I've noticed that, too. I've been doing the same thing. I'm more of like I feel like I'm more maybe checking in a lot more often than I usually do. Yeah. Um, just, uh, Hey, how are you hanging in there? Like, are are you ready to kill your kids yet? Like, um, you know, um, and I feel like I do that more now since this is going on because I know I can't see them and I can't be like, Hey, I'm coming over. We're going to hang out and catch up. We can't do that. So I really, I'm the same as Morgan. I feel like I'm doing it more. Do you expect this is going to change anything for you going forward once once we're back to, quote, air quotes, normal? Um, 
do you do you think any of this is going to carry over into your future way of, of keeping in touch? It definitely will for me because I am that person who's like, please cancel plans, please cancel plans, so I don't have to go. <laughs> um, and <I'm, laughs> I wish I wasn't that way, but I really am. And I feel like now I'm going to really try. I don't, I'm not going to say that I'm definitely going to do this, but I'm really going to try to not cancel plans because I feel like now I have to soak it all in when I can. Mm. And I've just in the past taken advantage of being able to see whoever, whenever. Um, so I think that for me, I'm really, really going to try to not be so happy when plans get canceled. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, you know, that's the I first agree. time I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Pretty much just, you know, I'm going to keep it up. Uh, you know, before I had Perseus, I used to call people all the time anyways. And then I had a kid and I got busy and then it just, I got out of that habit of constantly calling my friends just to see what they were doing. You know, how, how are you doing today? And um, then he grew up and, and I was out of the habit, so I didn't do it. But now I'm, I'm back in the habit. So, yeah, it's pretty much just going to continue on like it is. Are there any other changes that you would make um, to your approach to other people, just in general now, given what we're learning I probably will not hug people like I do. <laughs> like, I'm a hugger. I'm, that's who I am. I'm really about that. But now I'm like, I'm not so sure. Maybe just keep it at six feet. <laughs> yeah, me and my buddy Riley were talking yesterday. And, and we were talking about how Riley. perfect is this? Uh, you know, we, we, we can wear a mask in public and you, you got to stay six feet away from me. You're not going to come up and talk to me. It's kind of perfect. But um, no, I mean, you know, it, it's going to it's going to, I think, affect, uh, you know, everybody, the population of how we interact with each other. We might not be shaking hands as much, but I think once we're allowed to, you know, leave our house and the Rona goes away, we're going to. We are starving for human interaction right now, all of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're about to go be little social butterflies. We're just maybe not going to shake hands as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So you all met when you were young. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the most recent friends you've made as an adult. And how did how did you know they would last? And have they lasted? Um, My most recent friend, I actually went to a little barbecue cook-off thing and like in Clarksville. Um, and there were people set up selling like jellies and jams. And one girl had like, um, she sews and she was selling all these little pocketbooks and little clutches that she made. And I was just shopping for Christmas presents. And she and I got to talking while I was looking through her stuff. We realized we had so much in common. We both love a lot of the same things. We listen to the same podcast. Um, and she and I just, we hit it off like that. And we have been like, I, she's a military wife. So she's here from New Mexico. I'm from Alabama. Neither one of us know anybody here. Um, and after we met and I started shopping through her stuff, we have been hanging out steadily since December, which isn't that long of a time. But as an adult, I haven't made that many. It's hard to make friends when you're 31 years old and you have a nine year old and you've been married for gosh, how long have I been married? Almost 12 years. Um, so it's, it's harder, you know, when you're not, cause I'm not a, we don't go to the club. 
We don't, you know, we don't go out and do things like that. Um, so such a random way to meet somebody, I guess, is buying their things that they make. Um, but she and I, I, I still, you know, well, up until we've been on lockdown, I would just go over there. She would sew, I would craft with her and we would just listen awesome. to podcasts. Yeah. Cool. She's, she's <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds so nice. <laughs> it really is. It, it does sound to nice. Not, to not have anybody here, neither one of us have that family or, you know, anybody close by. So we've really been dependent upon one another. Her birthday's actually today. Um so we've yeah, happy birthday, Sabrina, if you're listening to this. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so she's been really awesome and I, you know, I've really taken advantage of having her close by after being so long without having friends everywhere near me. Mine's easy. Yeah. Will and Nancy. Are yeah, we the I, most recent? That's yeah. been two years. You haven't met anybody since I. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I meet I meet people. That you know, and that's all. Slack. That's all. No, I mean, I meet people, and that's all fantastic and everything. But as far as will they last? No. Keepers. Yeah, right. exactly. Keepers. But you know, You're I mean, what makes me know that you and Will are going to be our friends for a long time is that me and you and me and Will both separately have connected on this like almost like intrinsic level where, you know, Callie. yeah, <laughs> Cali too. But I mean, we, we, we've connected on a level that you don't connect with other people that, that aren't going to be in your life necessarily, uh, you know, a year after that. If you make that kind of connection with someone, you're going to keep them around. It's just going to happen. Yep. You know, it's, it's, your, it's almost like your soul crying out saying, Hey, I need this person. You know? mm-hmm. Kristen, I don't know if you if you know about this, but they helped me plan the best birthday for Will last last July, uh-huh. and it was it was like Memphis Extravaganza weekend. We went um, with Morgan and Kelly. We they showed up. It was a surprise, and we went to the zoo. Wait, we went and had brunch, awesome brunch yes. at some place. The I name I can't brunch. think of. What was the name of the place? Uh, fuck! It was um. Oh, I just said that. Um, it was. Uh, no, um, explicit. That's goodness. Funny. What 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 is that place called, man? It was, Over in Germantown it somewhere. Yeah. No, it was near the zoo. It was near the zoo. Brunch place. Oh yeah, that zoo. was eclectic. Cafe eclectic. That's it. Yeah. It was delicious, and we had awesome mimosas, and then we went to the zoo, and he knew nothing about what was going to happen, and then we went and had ice cream at the place that I can't pronounce. Uh, La Michoacana or something like that. Thank you. <laughs> Nancy, do, so you, awesome. do you remember that Shelby Cobra that was outside of Cafe Eclectic when we were Oh, my goodness. God, doggity. That was a beautiful <laughs> She car. popped out the car and was like, got to take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a gearhead. I am. I love it, Nancy. I was so I, happy that you were there at the Christmas party taking pictures because I was like, she is going to have some good, uh, which I'm still yeah, waiting to, to see, me for this. Way, Nancy. I'm still waiting I'm, to see those pictures. They're seasoning. I'm, she, I'm, she takes, they're almost ready. She takes pictures <laughs> and, and she doesn't pass them out for like seven years or something. I, I, I no, think I've seen no. the first picture she took of me yet. So. <laughs> That was Beale Street, and I, I'll, I have those. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry, pretty little head about it. It's coming. <laughs> My buddy Dan asked Nancy for a, a, a copy of a picture that he took of uh, him and his wife. Um, and, I, yeah, I still don't think she's gotten those ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I- Oh my gosh, I'm getting hazed on my own podcast. <laughs> Sorry, we love you. 
I love y'all. And I didn't love Morgan, you. I wouldn't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it, which brings us around to the other thing. And that as, as a, I don't know, a sign of, of connection or whatever, Morgan, I love you. And you and I do root for different teams. Mm-hmm. We don't need to display which ones or anything on the podcast, but all Todd. Um, <laughs> Go Tigers! Finally, <laughs> national champion. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but but to be able to play with you on that level is just fun, yeah. and it's it's been a while since I've had somebody who didn't you know get <laughs> freaked out about that. You know, oh, Callie Callie it, actually has a friend, Melanie. Um, she was a dentist here in, in town, and and she moved to North Carolina, but. She still texts me during football season just to talk smack because I think no one else really talks smack to her. And, I'll, uh, you know, she's a Gators fan. I'll be hating on her. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you know, oh. She's, Give me your number she texts then. me solely <laughs> just to talk smack with me, you know, about whatever, <laughs> NFL, college, it doesn't matter. Um, right. <laughs> and, and it's so funny. She'll, I'll be over there texting Callie, be like, are you texting I'm texting Melanie. Oh, uh, you talking smack? Yeah. <laughs> It's fun though, you know. If you if you let it bother you, I think you, I think you need to reevaluate your uh, yeah ideals there. I mean, I, I love football that. and everything like that, but if if it it would be heartbreaking. But if if, if another game was never played, my life would still go on, you know. Okay, and it'd be right. just as good as it was. It just wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have as much fun on on Saturdays in the fall, you know. Definitely. Fair. We were just, me and Prentice were just talking about that. He was like, what are we going to do if college football is canceled? I was like, ah, we're going to cry. I don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) I have sadly been thinking the same thing for a few days. Yeah. (laughs) It was like like one of those, like, like, wait, 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 fall. (gasps) And I think this is about the time of year when when last season has worn off and next season begins to creep in, like, I'm ready for football again. Yes. Um, But it's, I don't know, y'all. We'll see, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for heartbreak. (laughs) <laughs> back to the friendship subject <laughs> sorry i just feel like football is so intertwined with friendship <laughs> it definitely it is. Is. well it's it's teams and that's i mean it's again the the hardships and and working toward a goal together yeah. and yeah. sweating together and fighting together and doing things together um bonds people. And so that actually leads nicely to my next question, which is, um, how have your friendships supported or improved your life? Oh, wow. This is a good time to have a photographic memory. If I had, right. one. <laughs> you know, just, um, just having people there for you. That's the yeah. biggest thing. Um, support, you know, I, I know, um, I know many people that struggle with anxiety or depression and, and fortunately I'm not one of those people, but, um, I know the biggest thing that they want is just someone to talk to and, and, and listen to them, not, not interrupt them and say, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. Just listen to them. Just mm-hmm. listen to them, pour it all out. And you, you know, we need that even if you don't have anxiety and depression. Sometimes you just need to get it off your chest, you know, call your buddy, tell him about the crap day you had at work. And he, he's just going to listen and be like, yeah, that's terrible. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's just having, having someone there to be able to, 
be there for you, you know, and, and, and someone that you fully and completely trust somebody that is not going to judge you, somebody that's going to have your back. I mean, you can't do that with a coworker, you know, cause you don't trust them no. fully, you know, sure. but a friend you can do that with. Okay. I'm going to dig a little deeper here. Okay. Have you ever had anybody betray that trust and what'd you do about it? Yes. Oh yeah. Several <laughs> times. And yes. you just show that bitch right to the door. That's all there is to that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I've gotten to a point to where I used to, I used to not want to be the person that would cut somebody off. I'd want a, a chance after chance after chance. You know, just go ahead, treat me like crap, but it's okay. I'm gonna forgive you, and we're gonna move on. And the older I get, the less crap I take. Um, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got <laughs> time for that at all. <laughs> Um, and I've, I've gotten to a point to where it's not, I don't really care as much when I say, sorry, I'm not your friend anymore. Like, I'm just not, cause I just, I've gotten to where I just don't put up with it. I don't put up with anybody treating me like crap or betraying my trust because what's the point in having that friend then? The whole no. point in having a friend is to have that trust and camaraderie and somebody that'll hold your hand and be there for you and do whatever. But if you can't do that, then you gotta go. Yeah. You know, I've only really had one person just absolutely betray that trust. And that's because I'm kind of good at knowing who to let in here and, and, and close to me and then who I need to keep at arm's length. You know, that was that was that's part of the nurture uh, deal that my, my my dad was able to teach me. Hey, you know, if this person does this, they're probably not trustworthy. But uh I've only really had one person that burned me and it was actually the, the, the dude that she dated that, that was my friend, you know, but when we first met, uh, and yeah. he, he stole, he stole money from me and, uh, yeah. just, I mean, straight out of my room. And, oh. um, when I found out about it, he, he wanted to get mad and fight about it. So he came and uh, started banging on my bedroom window and I, I went out and stomped his face in. <laughs> we haven't had a talk since. <laughs> I literally remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> literally. But, oh. but you know, I was just, I was just going to totally let it go. You know, he's the one that accelerated it to that point. I was just going to be like, all right, I'm done with you. I'm just not going to talk to you. you know? And can we be clear that I was not dating this fool at the time? I was like <laughs> 16. <laughs> when I, dated, I was like 16 when I yeah. dated 15. When that I was dated a couple him. Of years after. Yeah. So let's I, I remained friends with him for, for a couple of years after I met Kristen, you know. And um yeah, he he, he was a dumbass. Yeah. Ended up doing a lot you? of prison time. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, he kept what stealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me pounding his face in didn't change his mind. He he wanted to keep stealing, so you're so <laughs> laid back and good natured, but I tell you, I I think I think I wouldn't want to be on the odd side of your anger. You don't. You <laughs> don't. Man. Not. <laughs> I had a guy try to rob me. Um, I guess probably it was within a year of moving up here to Memphis. I said, "Guy, it was a kid." Lovely. And uh, he had a little like you know, a little tiny Swiss Army pocket knife, and I'd had a bad day that day. Just a bad day. Um, you know, I was working at a crappy job at that point. Went to cash my paycheck. And my boss didn't have any money in his account, so I didn't get paid that day. Callie was out of town. We ain't got no food. I'm hungry. I'm broke. I had a bad day. 
and uh, finally my God, my boss no. after after me wearing him out like where's my money he he uh he drove out and, and gave me cash what my paycheck was going to be so i'm like all right i'm gonna get a pizza and i go down i get a pizza I'm, i went picked it up i'm walking i get my pizza i'm walking back to the truck and uh yeah this little this little kid comes up with this little tiny ass like swiss army pocket knife he said give me your money and that pizza too and i'm like do what now and I, told, <laughs> I, told, I told him i was like look man i'll buy you some food if you're hungry he said no nah, i'm gonna get that money in that pizza and i stomped space in I mean, yeah, oh wasn't a, I, he picked the wrong person on the very very wrong, very wrong very wrong day, day. very oh. wrong day uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, pretty much most time I'm a really even killed dude. You you got to do something severe to to bring that out of me. I hear you. Yeah, definitely. Right. Morgan is probably one of the most chill, laid back people that you will ever meet. But boy, mm-hmm. you get on that bad side. That no, I'm you not never, doing it. You never come back we're, from that either. You see, you see me. We're still friends. We're on that good side. <laughs> I know better. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anybody that crosses that line, I don't allow them to come back either. It doesn't matter what they do to try to atone for it. I don't care. You know, yep. Once you cross that line, I'm done with you, period. You know. Yeah. Damn. And, it, and that's yeah, a but, pr- that's but you legit. Just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Hmm. I just said that's absolutely legit. And I was going to say, Morgan draws a big line. You have to do something really messed up. Really to be on that side of Morgan. So Good to know. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy, Josh and Decatur, me and him have fought like physically fought and, and like his wife, like threw her hands in front of his face. Cause I was about to break his nose and I wound up breaking her finger. But anyways, we came back from that because Jesus. he didn't, he didn't, well, okay. he, he's the one that started fighting with me. Uh, he, he, you know, he'd had too much to drink and he was just Why falling out. But, uh, well, he was, he was young. We were young, dumb, all that. But, um, Anyways, uh, you know, we came back from that that very night. You know, I was just like, I feel so bad. I I, I should have just tried to remove myself from the situation. You know, I felt terrible about it because he didn't cross that line. You know, he, he did something he shouldn't still? have. Yeah, yeah, we're still friends. He well, did, see, that, yeah. how old were you when this happened? Um, 23, 24. So, I mean, that's – but. See, friendship, this is this is why I'm doing this. One of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is because I think this is such an important relationship because this is where we learn to draw a line. Mm-hmm. It, it's where we where we learn where the line is and set boundaries for it and yes. and be able to show the bitch the door. Yep. <laughs> or stomp someone's face in and say goodbye forever. Or <laughs> see, I'll say this about Kristen. She's the line never drips. pissed me off. Never. I've never been like, dead gum at Kristen, why did you do that? No. Like, she's just never pissed me off. I mean, she's done things, and I'm like, oh, why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> she didn't do it to me. She did it to herself. I'm like, come on, man. You know, but she's never, never pissed me off. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think we've ever had fighting words. Like, no. ever. Mm-mm. I don't, and I've had fighting words with like everybody in my life other than you. So I don't know how that happens, but. <laughs> because I own up to it. You know, if I do something wrong, I'll own my mistakes. And I think that's a lot of the things you, you know, you struggle with in friendships is, is if, if someone makes a mistake, you at least want them to own up to it. Oh yeah. And I know I've, I've been on the, the, that side where like, man, is this person going to acknowledge that they did this? 
And uh, I, I know how that feels. So I want to, if I, you know, if I do something dumb, I want to acknowledge, hey, that was stupid. Sorry. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I think that comes also back to self awareness because if you're not mm-hmm. aware of yourself, how can you be aware of anybody else? Right. You can't. You can't. You can't make friends. You you, you can't take Nancy's uh, friend making class and, <laughs> and 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 learn how to make friends if you don't know who you are. You know that you, is literally the first thing I teach. You don't know who you are. <laughs> how literally in the world the first can thing. you know who anybody else is? You know, and precisely. Yep. You got to know exactly. what you're true to. You know, like being Nancy, we're friends because of music through music. I love music. Music's a part of me. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know my wife. I wouldn't know so many people if it wasn't for music. That's just something that's important to me. Um, mm-hmm. And if you, you don't know who you are, how in the world can you? Go up to someone, talk to them for a couple minutes, and know who they are, and or expect them to know who you are. Exactly. Yes. And what you all both described when you're talking about meeting people also comes back around to um, someone someone being able to look at you and give you their attention. Yep. And and when someone isn't self aware, when they don't have that um, ownership of who they are. Those are the people who are having a whole other conversation in their head. Yeah. I mean, I have conversations in my head all the time. <laughs> You're having one now, I'm sure, but <laughs> but a Too lot of the time. It's, that. <laughs> right. <laughs> or you're just multidimensional. Could be all these things. But we'll go with that one. To, that one sounds best. That one sounds it? like kind of like Doctor <laughs> Strange or something, you know. Like get my spin well, ring and go into another dimension. <laughs> when, when you, when you kind of know yourself and you're kind of squared away, you can look at someone else without having to worry about what you're going to say next and yes. actually pay attention to what they're saying and what they have to offer. And exactly, you know, how, how you two can work together. Plus, if you know yourself, you know what you like, and then you can kind of fish and probe and, and find out what the other person likes. Like with me, I love cooking and I love food. And if you don't love food, you're just weird. But uh, that was one of the things that that me and Callie connected with you and Will on is the food. I mean, we, I, I think after the Billy Strings concert, we stood outside of the or outside of the venue and we we talked about food and we were asking about flour and all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, you yeah. find something that person's interested in, and if you're interested in it too, that's what you talk about. You know? Run with it. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. So uh, you may have just answered my next question, but our (laughs) final question is, if somebody's out there isolated right now and um, don't have the benefit of being with anybody else in their, in their, you know, sheltering in place kind of thing, um, and maybe they want to reach out and have a friend, what advice would you give them as far as maybe they don't have a whole lot of friends established what would you tell them to do? Are you talking about like, like finding people on social media? Yeah. Okay. I would definitely start with like groups on Facebook. Um, people that have the same interests. Like I know with me, with my chronic illness, I am in a bunch of groups of people who have the same issues that I have, who have the same diagnoses that I have. And I think having that common ground and finding that person, um, that's very, very important just to find people that have the same things going on in their life. So I really think Facebook groups or any kind of group on social media 
that's like, hey, we're we are all people that have Ehlers Danlos syndrome. That's just one for example. You know, we all kind of go through the same things. We all post on there, kind of asking, giving advice. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? What worked for you? And I think that alone has so much community in it, just from. I mean, complete strangers, but we have one thing in common. And I think that sets it, that sets a standard for everybody to be like, you know, yes, I'm this way, but we're the same. And I think that the common ground is really where you need to go for that to, if you're alone. Yeah, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you're into video games then then, you know, go on a, go on a video game fan page site and, and just start talking to people. I've made several friends um, through chat boards on, on uh, I guess, uh, it w- w- when my favorite band plays, they, they, they play and there's a chat and you can sit there and talk to people. And I, I've met people in my, my hometown that I didn't know was into that band. We wound up hanging out. We're still friends to this day. I've met people, um, you know, up here in Memphis. Uh, you know, my buddy Brett, he, he's a big one. Um, you know, we, we, we just – we met and I had no idea where he was even from at that point. And we were just talking about, I just liked the guy. He's cool. You know, Oh, it turns out he lives in Olive Branch and you know, he comes and kicks it with us all the time. And now he comes and kicks it with, the the whole friend group, you know, because they've met him at the Christmas parties and everything else. You you bet Brett, he's awesome dude. But you know, that that's definitely with not being able to leave your house and go somewhere that's definitely the way to go. You know, go on, go on a fan page of a band or a, or a video game or whatever it is that you're into hunting, tiger or king. fishing, whatever, what tiger king, whatever the crap it is that you're into. I think she said photography. Go on a, tiger king no. is good too. Yeah. Go, go on a fan page and you're going to meet people that are into the same thing as you. And if you have that connection, that one connection, that right there is, is your building block towards a friendship. I love it. It's a solid one. Yeah, totally. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been a huge pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Nancy. Love you. Love you. And, I, I know you gave you give me some awesome pictures. Thank you, Kristen. Yes, yes. <laughs> of of then and now and they're awesome and your headshot is stunning. Oh, thank and you. And I know you all you all can find Morgan Stores with two R's and Kristen Chandler on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And remember, guys, it is all about connection. And if our topic today resonated with you and you want to know more about how to develop stronger and more supportive friendships and professional networks, let's connect. You can find me at nancytiltonhand.com. And remember, friendships help you stay happy, healthy, wealthy, and smart, not to mention just being freaky, fun, and joyful. So get out there and make a friend, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Peace.